Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 3, Spring 2009 Issue, Intellectual Glowworms. This space in the previous issue of the Journal of Allied Health was used to provide some musings from the publication's new editor. The current issue will provide more of the same line of thinking. Pier Paolo Pasolini was one of Italy's most visible intellectual figures in the 20th century until his brutal murder near Rome's Fumicino Airport in 1975. A poet of great distinction, novelist, and highly controversial movie maker, he frequently also used the influential national daily newspaper Corriere della Sera as a vehicle for his polemicist views on Italian culture, political life, and society. He once described how fearful child shepherds who led miserable lives were left out in the fields all night to to tend their flocks. They called the glowworms circling about them their candles. Country folk referred to these insects as canaledi di pecoruru, the little candles of the shepherd. Pasolini blamed the major political party, the Christian Democrats, for so polluting Italy during the economic miracle that occurred following the widespread devastation of World War II that the glowworms had disappeared from the countryside. This illustration is not the only one to remind us that technological advances often bring in their wake many consequences that may represent mixed blessings. To cite only two examples, large numbers of bank tellers have been replaced by ATM machines and elevator operators no longer can be found in the U.S. except in limited venues such as New York City's Empire State Building. Progress has helped to eliminate certain kinds of employment, and the displacement causes many workers to find new ways of earning a living. Changes in language also keep pace with such developments. Many nouns become verbs over time, such as to Google, 
common items eventually became embellished with more grandiose sounding expressions. The cockpit in an airplane now is the flight deck, albeit a rather small deck indeed. What once was called trash that was picked up by a flight attendant, who formerly was known as a stewardess, is currently referred to as service items. Men's ties became neckwear, perfumes became scents, watches became timepieces, and killing in military engagements was transformed into the art of terminating with maximum prejudice. From a technology perspective, it was not so long ago that Americans looked to their daily newspapers to learn what was occurring in the world around them. Large cities throughout the nation offered several publication choices for readers. Many newspapers often produced different editions on the same day as a means of keeping pace with events as they unfolded. Currently, that industry as a whole faces the prospect of disappearing, just as the glowworms did in Italy. The Washington Post is discontinuing the tabloid print version of Book World, a standalone book review section, in February 2009. The size of the staff already had shrunk drastically from its peak. It was one of the last remaining standalone book review sections, along with the New York Times book review, in the United States. In another realm of the publishing world, the owner of the St. Petersburg Times placed its Congressional Quarterly, the CQ, subsidiary up for sale in January 2009 in an effort to separate the most profitable part of the business from the more troubled flagship newspaper. The financial crisis in the newspaper business is hitting Florida markets especially hard. The sale will generate cash to help shore up the newspaper. CQ serves a small, lucrative market that needs to stay abreast of events on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. It faces stiff competition from similar publications, National Journal, Roll Call, The Hill, and Politico. Advertising revenue was hemorrhaging in the direction of the World Wide Web. As a consequence, financial losses are helping to cripple a once-thriving industry. Among the casualties are smaller newsrooms as staff cutbacks occur. In many instances, the international desks of major dailies are being closed at a time when, perhaps more than ever, it is necessary to know for security reasons what is taking place in other spots around the globe. A person does not have to have grown too long in the tooth to recall other changes that have affected life in this great republic known as the USA. It used to be possible to place a telephone call to any large establishment, such as a hospital or a university, where a switchboard operator would answer and transfer the call to the appropriate person or department. If there was no answer, the caller would be advised to try again. Today, there are websites where a browser can search in vain for a telephone number to call. Once located and dialed, an endless series of electronic choices are presented. Oftentimes, the options have nothing to do with the information being sought. If fortunate enough to choose the right digit, as in dial 9, technical assistance needed, the respondent might be somebody on the other side of the globe who may or may not be able to provide the assistance required. PowerPoint presentations at conferences or in classrooms have come to be viewed as a means of avoiding 
terminal boredom at the hands of an ineffective speaker or lecturer. The dream was too good to be true. It now is possible to experience the agony of having the same speaker read each word on each of 80 to 90 slides. For the fervently religious, it is proof positive that sinners must pay both in this life and in the next for their misdeeds. Readers who've made it this far in the editorial must be wondering what on earth the aforementioned thoughts have to do with this issue of the Journal of Allied Health. Muddled thinking aside, the intent here is to try to anticipate what other kinds of metaphorical glowworms are on the near and far horizons. Printed journals may become as rare as newspapers have become. Not only is it conceivable that newspapers will end home delivery service, it is likely that editions will not be produced on a daily basis. Demography plays a big role in this instance. Young readers differ from old readers. The former seem less entranced with the notion of subscribing to and reading newspapers. Declining circulation figures help to confirm this observation. As a population changes in its age composition, what other kinds of published materials are likely to suffer the same kind of fate? Research universities may not be able to count on their ability to attract the best young faculty talent, according to a recent survey. The study of more than 8,300 doctoral students at University of California campuses finds that they increasingly care about finding careers at family-friendly campuses, and they doubt seriously that they can build such careers at a research-oriented institution of higher learning. Both men and women have these attitudes, although they are more pronounced in women. The survey results appeared in the January-February 2009 issue of Academe, the magazine of the American Association of University Professors. The survey found that 84% of women and 74% of men are somewhat or very concerned about the family friendliness of their future employers, but only 46% of men and only 29% of women imagine jobs in research universities to be somewhat or very family friendly. The survey results may be of particular concern insofar as the graduate school experience is shifting PhD students away from goals of having a career at a research university. Of those in the survey, 45% of men said that they started their graduate programs wanting to become professors with a research emphasis, but at the point of the survey, only 36% of men had that goal. For women, the drop was from 39% to 27%. If shifts of this nature occur, how will such changes affect what faculty members read in the form of professional literature? Will they read more or less? Will their acquaintance with what appears in academic journals be more focused on what enhances classroom teaching? as opposed to seeking to discover ideas that can lead to the preparation of research grant proposals? Will their interests lead them to read more or fewer journals, and also to what kinds of periodicals? If research productivity declines, will there be a corresponding decrease in the number of articles submitted for publication? Thus, it is reasonable to assume that the world of academic publishing might be expected to change just as other aspects of daily existence undergo alterations.
how such potential modifications could have an impact on the future fate of the Journal of Allied Health, are among the thoughts occurring, occupying the mind of your new editor. An aim is to keep this metaphorical little candle glowing brightly so as to guarantee that it never will experience a fate like the one that befell Italy's Canaletti di Peccaruru. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.